Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is July 30th, 2021, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by Jeffrey Rosinski, consultant to the stars, cocoa expert, commodity expert. Happy Friday, Mike, and uh, two days left in July, if you can believe that. Crazy. Unbelievable. Summer's going by quickly. Summer's quick. Kids are probably are, you know, within weeks of going back to school. Sorry, kids out there. The Olympics are happening. Um, Jeffrey, I got to ask you, what's uh, what's your favorite event of the Olympics? I always enjoy the first week because it's uh, yeah. the, sw- the swimming events, diving. Um, yeah. You know, those are always you know great, great to watch basketball. And I guess next week is uh, track and field, right? Yeah, that, that's where I that's where I love to watch it. But, you know, I'm like other probably other listeners out there where it's like oh, Olympics are coming. OK. And then I watch like one day of it and then I'm addicted. Then it's like I have to watch it the whole time. <laughs> so I'm sure there's some listeners out there that that are the same way. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm telling Stella that uh, you know she can be the next Katie Ledecky. She can there you go. There. Just have her swim 1500 meters a day. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Should I stop putting money <laughs> in her 529, or should I keep doing it? <laughs> we are near Cal, and Cal has a very good swim program. So uh, Stanford, Stanford does as well. It seems like oh, a lot gosh. of those Olympians come Here from one go. of those two schools, Here right? Here we go. Here we. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey used to be in the Bay Area, so we can we can talk as such. So, um, I thought today, Jeffrey, we'd talk about cocoa and chocolate. Um, you are uh, the expert in this uh, area. You've been doing it a long time. Not calling you old, but I thought we could give our listeners a good uh, recap of what's currently happening and um, what to expect in the future. Yeah, so, absolutely, Mike. Okay. Yeah, sounds sounds great. So uh, what is happening? I mean, I, I see futures hovering around uh, 2,400. Uh, you know, we're in the mid-crop. Uh, we've had some results from uh, sales numbers from big companies out there that do uh, cocoa and chocolate. What, uh, what's your take on what's happening? Yeah, so maybe it's worth kind of running the bases and taking a look at what data has come out over the last two weeks. Last week was the official second quarter grind results from all the the major reporting regions, and this week we're getting a whole bevy of uh, of different uh, retail uh, results from a lot of the large candy makers. So let's let's kick it off and kind of uh, circle the bases with what happened last week. Uh, Western Europe, uh, the second quarter was up thirteen point six percent. Uh, wow. North America, our market was up 11.7%. Asia was up 9 uh, Malaysia up 128 So yeah, very big results that I would say as a whole probably exceeded expectations. Yeah. And most most of them were you know close to or exceeding double-digit uh, results, which I guess in hindsight, it's not that surprising when you consider you're, you're comparing that against the second quarter of last year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which we all know was was COVID impacted, so it wasn't yeah. a tough, it wasn't a tough uh, you know tough uh, bar to meet, but uh, we blew through those expectations for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good example of yeah, I have the data, but what does it mean? And so that's a good point is that yeah, uh, you know, comparing it, somebody can look at that and say, gosh chocolate demand is exploding but if you're comparing it to last year maybe not so do you think that uh we we are in a in a mode of where people are coming back to uh, eating chocolate and demand is is really coming back to normal or above normal 
Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly seems like that. And we'll, okay. we'll talk about some of the, the corporate announcements that have been announced on Wall Street this week. But just kind of finishing up, you know, what, what I always like to do is kind of step away from the trees so I can see the forest. And, and, you know, rather than look at any one region in particular, I like to aggregate all those results. And if you take a look at the three major regions, Western Europe, North America and Asia uh, combined, they were up 2.9% on a mm. season to date weighted basis. So that would be through the first nine months or you know Q4 of last year through Q1 and Q2 of this year. And I think the, ex- you know, the stage is set and the expectation is that we will outperform again in the third quarter. Okay. So likely that that number will be bumped up even, har- you know, even higher. And I think what that's forcing a lot of analysts and forecasters to do to revisit their grind numbers, because a lot of them had assumed flat or nominal growth of maybe 1%, 1.5% you know, growth for the year and revise those figures and and bump them up dramatically. And that's occurring at a time when, you know, you're right, mid-crop is underway, but lately the, the weekly arrival figures are finally starting to be negatively impacted by some of the dry weather we saw across most of uh, West Africa in the months of, of February through uh, through May time period. So you've got, you know, um, arrivals and import and crop development sort of slowing down at the same time that you're getting this grind acceleration. Yeah, yeah, and, and just on a side note, Jeffrey, I'm sure you saw it, but uh, I saw an article about how President, the current president of the Ivory Coast, uh, Atara, and uh, the former uh, rival uh, Gabagbo, Gabagbo came back to the Ivory Coast because he's been acquitted for his uh, wrongdoings or potential wrongdoings, and they were yep. actually embracing and saying, "Welcome back." I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I don't know if you saw that article. <laughs> I, I did. I mean, it was uh, a case that was processed in the uh, in the Hague, and finally he's been acquitted, and yeah. now he's been allowed to come back into the country. I don't think that's necessarily true for all of his, uh, you know, his cabinet members. So, you know, I think that'll play out over time. But yeah, yeah I mean, I guess it's a it's a, um, a a step in the right direction. As like, sure. can't we all, can't we all just get along, right? I know it's a good it's a good thing. Two bitter rivals are actually uh, trying to get along now. So there you go. But um, turning now toward the corporate earnings, and we're right in the midst of a lot of these, uh, you know, Wall Street announcements by these publicly held firms. None of this is confidential information; it's all part of the public record. So I don't feel okay. like I'm speaking speaking out of school on any of this. But we've had um, results from three major companies this week. So um, the, the the week started with results from Lint and Sprungly, um, and they're. Um, uh, over in Switzerland, and their shares are trading higher after their outlook is revised significantly higher on projected increase in second half net profits. Uh, their net income was up, uh, you know, over 101 million Swiss francs compared to uh, you know, only 19.7 million for the same period last year. So you see that acceleration um, in the in the growth. Um, Nestle followed. There was a, a an interview by um, this uh, the U.S. CEO on CNBC earlier in the week. I don't know if anyone caught that. Uh, but he announced a very strong uh, organic growth. And that when you talk Nestle, it's the largest food company in the world, and they're showing growth of 8.1% growth, which is incredibly strong when you consider their overall size. Um, he did cite some concerns about inflation, specifically on the freight side. He uh, he mentioned um, by by you know by yeah. specific category ocean freight as well as mm-hmm. over the road freight here in the U.S. With just getting drivers and trucks is problematic, which most of the buyers listening to this podcast, I'm sure, can can relate yep. to and, and sympathize with. Um, but he said categories like Nestle Tall House Chips, Pet, and Frozen, uh, specifically pizza and prepared foods, had done particularly well. 
Mm-hmm. And then lastly, just yesterday, Hershey announced their second quarter kind of blew through their expectations, a uh, dollar forty-five reported per share, up from uh, you know the four, you know a dollar twenty-nine last year, and so their their net income was was in excess of three hundred million dollars. Um, compared to only 268, 269 last year. So you see that mm-hmm. solid growth. And m- more than that, I think they're um, kind of advising um, an uh, upbeat expectation that um, growth will be in that 6 to 8% for the balance of this year. So that people are Got projecting it. a very, very strong second half results, which will only increase the uh, their performance. Did they address uh, or any of them address how they're going to deal with these rising costs? I mean, are they announcing like increases? of the bars and, or their, their actual products, uh, or are they going to make them smaller? What have they, yeah. they say anything about that? Um, not specifically, but, okay. um, as far as inflation's concerned, there was a news out, a news item out earlier this morning, um, with benchmark inflation, I think was reported at up, you know, 3.5%, which is the mm-hmm. highest rate we've seen since I think it was 1991. So wow. in the last 30 years. So I think the fed is aware that, uh, uh, inflation is a concern and they may start their tapering process and we may, you know, may ultimately start looking at higher interest rates as we, as we get into, uh, you know, the second half of this year and certainly as you know, I think the you know most people can be expecting not just one but multiple uh, interest rate increases as we uh, as we look into 2022 for sure. Um, you know, I just think it's it's going to be a combination. Back to your question of either increasing prices in the in the retail space or taking a look at pack- packaging size and shrinking the packaging size, selling it for the same price point, but obviously selling less materials, which is right. an, an indirect price increase because your cost per pound is obviously increased when you sure. when you do that. So that'll that'll be the two logical ways that I think a lot of these branded companies will will combat combat some of this um, raw raw ingredient and, and freight and packaging inflationary uh, concerns. Excellent. Okay. How about um, uh, Cocoa Futures and, and, and industry coverage and all that? Is there anything that uh, you would be recommending to uh, uh, to folks out there? Yeah, I mean the 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 main thing that has jumped out at me over the last two weeks is in the CFTC report that we had last week that actually showed the uh, the net speculator getting into a short position. So I think okay. they were they were selling into weakness and I think setting themselves up into a kind of a bear trap. And I think for the most part, the you know the the increase we saw in futures this week kind of stopped them out of those newly created short positions. So I, you know I still maintain, especially now with with grind increasing and with crops now starting to decelerate and slow down as we as we near the tail of the uh, of the uh, the mid crop um I, I'm just not seeing some of these surpluses that some of these analysts and, and folks are talking about in excess of 200,000 metric tons. I think we are clearly looking at a surplus, but it's it's a it's a more modest surplus of probably in that 125 to maybe 140,000 metric tons, which you know I think people got a little bit ahead of themselves projecting you know huge bumper crops and grind that was still somewhat anemic. Um, to to extrapolate out with some of these huge surpluses and, and perhaps the spec community and the funds got got themselves a little bit too short and ahead of that curve and uh, you know I think the the price of cocoa probably belongs closer to this twenty four hundred dollar level that we we've bounced we've bounced back sharply um, to it. over the last couple of weeks. Well, as you know, Jeffrey, in the in the cocoa future space, your one conversation <laughs> uh, between two. Two folks, a president, former president, away from uh, civil unrest and and uh, <laughs> things exploding. So, 
I think if those numbers work for folks, uh, it's it's good to take some positions, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems like that with yeah. the uh, the rosy outlook and the uh, um, the upbeat earnings expectation from yeah. some of these big branded companies, where they're expecting a, a very strong second half of the year performance, and you know maybe we'll get a, a Halloween this year that will whoa uh, that will be you mean, a, you mean I can't do the thing where I just bought a bunch of candy knowing that I wasn't going to go out and just date it myself. I can't do well, that you again. Can, you can, no, you can do absolutely do that too, but you're going to have to buy candy for the trick-or-treaters and for okay, yourself, Mike. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I, just, so I told my wife I was supporting the industry. Um, anyway, anything else on cocoa and chocolate, or we should, should we let these folks get to the Olympics? I think it's time to tune into the uh, to the Olympics this weekend. What do you, what are your plan? What do you plan on watching this weekend? Uh, you know, whatever's on, really. Uh, I, I also plan on watching the Gold Cup, uh, which uh, is Mexico and the U.S. on Leaf Sunday afternoon. So I'm going to watch that as well. Excellent. So I'm going to do that. But before we let you guys go, remember our educational services that we have. We have many different 101s: a sweetener 101, a cocoa 101, a hedging 101. Uh, oils 101 uh, for new buyers uh, and procurement people, but also marketing people. Um, anybody in your organization can learn a little bit more because as we say, Jeffrey, knowledge is power. You may have the data, but what does it mean? And we cover everything from supply and demand to strategy to suppliers to everything, really, and uh, A to Z. So if you're interested, check out our website at nikini-flavel.com uh, or just give us a call. And uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about uh, what we can help you out with and get you up to speed. So can't think of a more important time to do that with uh, everything that's happening uh, in these commodity markets. And uh, yeah. So with that said, uh, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't take it for granted. Be kind to one another. And if two presidents can get along that can't, you can get along with somebody that uh, you may have had issues with in the past. So do it. Just be kind. Until well, next week. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeffrey. Well, well said, Mike, and always a pleasure being with you. And everyone enjoy yes. the uh, the rest of your, your, your summer. We've got one mo- month one month left of August here before we go back to the, uh, the fall mode here. Oh, so. I know. Enjoy it, everybody. And until next time, take care. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.